Spoiler alert, on this episode of Doing Disney, we will most definitely talk about Bruno, as well as all the other members of the amazing Madrigals as we discuss Encanto. Theme song guy. On this podcast, we let it go, because Hakuna Matata and the bare necessities will always be our guide to infinity and beyond. All it takes is faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. We know that life is better under the sea, because on this podcast, we do Disney. Hi there! I'm your hostess with the mostest, Kelly Meehan, and welcome to another episode of Doing Disney. Today I'm joined by my very special guest. She's a fandom force to be reckoned with and a joy to have as a teammate. It's Brittany Tapley. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Start at the beginning. Encanto, the 60th Disney animated film and the most recent release at time of recording. Directed by Jared Bush and Byron Howard, starring Stephanie Beatrice as Mirabelle, Maria Cecilia Botero as Abuela, John Leguizamo as Bruno, with songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and also won the 2022 Best Animated Feature Oscar. It focuses on the amazing Madrigal family, who live in an enchanted house and are each blessed with a different gift and own room in the casita, except for Mirabel. On the evening of Antonio's gift ceremony, Mirabel notices cracks starting to form in the house. Panicking, she alerts the family, but her abuela does not believe anything is wrong with the magic of the house. Mirabel seeks out a vision of the future seen by her, her tío Bruno before he left the family and finds herself in the glass fragments standing in front of the house falling apart behind her. Reuniting with Bruno after it's revealed he had never left the family and has been patching cracks in the walls, she must reconcile with her older sister Isabella after ruining her proposal dinner. Isabella changes her ideas of having to be perfect and explore what else her gifts can do with the help of Mirabel much to the dismay of Abuela, who accuses Mirabelle of trying to hurt the family. Mirabelle in turn blames Abuela that the magic is dying due to her overbearing nature, that none of them will ever be good enough for her. And with that, the house starts to crumble and the candle flickers out. Mirabelle runs from the village and weeps by the river, which happens to be where her grandfather sacrificed himself for his wife and children, causing the blessing of the Encanto. Abuela and Mirabelle come together, along with Bruno and the rest of the Madrigals who rebuild their home without their gifts with the help of the town. In the end, Mirabelle is granted the new doorknob for the home as the Madrigals have come together again. Tale as old as time. So, Brittany, what are your first memories of the film? I don't think we need to think too far back for this one. It's the most recent episode I've done on, but it's hard to deny the force that Encanto has been recently. So I need to speak about it, I feel. So how did you come to Encanto? Did you watch it at the cinemas or was it on streaming? I actually watched it Christmas Day um, at home. Yeah, it was a great way to start start Christmas Day. Um, And I, I really enjoyed it on the first watch. But like didn't go much further than like oh it was a really fun movie but then after like a couple of days me and my fiance like had all the songs were starting to go in our head and we were starting to talk more and more about the scenes next thing we know come new year's we're watching it for the second time and i found on that second viewing is when i like really fell in love with the movie and saw like the deeper meanings in it and went past like oh it's a fun movie with some cool songs and stay at their powers and yeah so it was the second viewing for me that really solidified my love for this film Oh, I love that. I love that you watched it on Christmas Day and news is like a celebration <laughs> film. It really suits with like the warmth of the holidays and things like that. I had very similar with um, Moana a few years back, yeah. my partner and I, song stuck in the head. <laughs> Got to keep listening to that soundtrack talking about it. So I, I, I love that story. Um, what I found really interesting with this movie is sort of how polarising it, it has been to some extent. Like my first um, reactions was from a friend in my D&D group and he's like, I was so disappointed, Kelly. Like, don't don't watch it if, if you don't want to. I'm like, oh wow. But then I would read online and some like Disney Facebook groups, like people just raving about it. And and since then I've heard other people like, nope, not into it. And other really? people like, this is the best thing ever. And then very, very few in the middle. I watched it three times now, three different people. All three reactions is very middle. But then it's everyone else around me, sort of, I'm getting the very uh, extreme reactions, which which I find odd. Because I, I loved it from the get-go. I, I sat down and watched it and went, this is, this is fantastic. I'm loving all the, um, the family to it. I'm loving that there's no villain to it. The colours, the dancing, the music, everything just hit me straight away. And, but then I'm similar where each rewatch, I'm loving it even deeper. Yeah. When you're really mm-hmm. looking for that character's um, all their little moments because it's not always overt. 
in what's happening, you've got to look for what people are doing in the scene to the side almost, mm -hmm. and you're picking up the character development that way and in their mannerisms and body language and things like that. There's so much not just being said but being shown, which I really appreciate for a film. Yeah, I haven't heard, like, a lot of the hate, honestly. Like, I've heard some people say, like, some of the songs are a little overhyped and stuff. But mm -hmm. I I haven't heard a lot of people not liking it. And I'm the same. Like, every viewing, there's, like, a little thing here and there that I notice. And, like, I find they did a good way of showing that not all these powers are good, you know? Like, they all have – I don't know Absolutely. if you want to get into it, Peppa. Like, <laughs> you know, anytime <laughs> you feel any emotion that's negative, you got a big rain cloud going over your head. And there's, like, a moment – when Mirabelle tries to take her seat and she gets like the, the rain cloud and then Felix calms her down, which I thought was like a really cool moment. Absolutely. Feel. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is those little interactions between the characters and the moments of caring that really yeah. do come through that you've, you've got to be looking for, for yeah. those things. It's my favorite part because you'll see. Let's kick into it with what's your favorite scene in the film? So this, this was hard for me to pick. Um, there's a couple and the one right after this I almost picked but I'm going with the dinner scene um, when because it, it builds up to everything with uh, Mariano and um, it's like you know this big moment that Buella wants everyone to be like ready for and stuff and even just from the beginning the stare down between Peppa and Mirabelle and then like the stuff going through her face like her face are like passing stuff and then she's still like glaring and then I think it's Camilla who finds out first and then he like hiccups or something and he changes like three different forms. <laughs> and I just really like that everyone like gets their moment to shine in this scene. You got Louisa who has to like bring over the piano and she's like really struggling to do it. And, and then even like her dad is trying to like calm everyone down because he's the first to find out. Um, and then Mirabelle's just trying to like push this proposal, push this proposal. And then it all comes to the fold when the raccoon somehow somehow the, the prophecy or whatever goes to Abuela and I think the ending's like perfect where it's like pouring rain because Peppa found out and it's like a complete mess inside and the door's open and there's the entire village <laughs> congratulating them on the engagement and everyone's like miserable inside I just thought it was like the perfect scene from like start to finish and yeah like everyone gets their moment in it I think it's it was great I love that you bring this scene up because this yeah. is like my second favourite so I've got like a little paragraph on it because I was going to say yeah. if we didn't talk about it we need to yeah. quickly touch on this scene because um, so Augustine finds out about Mirabel and the vision so I'll kick it back a little before the sure. dinner scene because I love you, when you open the door and Dolores is there it's like no yeah. one needs to know. <laughs> I know. Like in her little squeaky beautiful voice. Yeah. So then you get to, that's what kicks off the tension yeah. and you cut to that dinner scene of Dolores and Mirabelle and the, the absolute dedication that Mirabelle has with this staring contest yep. is insane. You just see Dolores getting more nervous and more nervous and Mirabelle's just yep. not breaking that eye contact. She's serving up her food on that plate and nope, don't you dare tell anyone. <laughs> don't you tell anyone. And as soon as that bowl cuts in front, you get that quick cut to the, the whispering in the ear. And as you yep. said, it's the reaction of Camilo who shapeshifts yep. into Bruno. Yeah. And Felix, fix your face. Like <laughs> he's like a baby, I think, for a second too. Like, yeah, which is great because you see that come in later when he starts losing his powers that he regresses to a younger form. So like yeah. it's a little bit of foreshadowing there. True. Yep. And then of course another bowl passes, and you see that that chain of whispers. And there's something so authentic about family and having um, that that um, tele like telephone chain of people yep. passing on secrets and just not being able to keep things like really there's no such thing as family secrets everyone knows everyone else's business and that's just a good way of highlighting it and I think it's a strong use of humor because mm -hmm. sometimes in the recent Disney films I haven't always connected with the humor but I think that scene plays like a sitcom in a sense oh yeah and is is yeah. really well handled so yeah I, it I reminded like me of yeah that's what it reminded me of like the famous like uh, sitcom like family dinner where everything goes crazy you know and that's I think Absolutely. probably why I loved it so much yeah and as you said you have Abuela trying to keep it all together and Mirabelle trying to patch things up like nope it's not me I'm not I'm not screwing this up yeah and I like that Isabella even panics and punches yeah. And as you said, the, the absolute cap top off is the um, community waiting outside because the community is like a member of the family, so to speak. Like yeah. they're always around and always involved. So to have them there make, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The scene that I'm going to pick, 
usually I like the beginning of the film, but this time I'm going to skip straight to the ending. I think the film does a really good job at the end of bringing all those plot points together in a similar way that you mentioned with the dinner scene where you get a chance to see everyone shine. You get that at the ending Mm -hmm. as well, which I really appreciate. Um, Starting from when Mirabelle and Abuela and Bruno arrive at the house, I try not to usually pick a song as a favourite scene, but I think this case is a little bit different because you get little bits of the music broken up in between. And it's important to bring together all the different musical moments and gets crafted where everyone's moments get sewn together, almost like a big family tapestry, which I really like. Mm -hmm. You rework Mirabelle singing um, the family madrigal from the beginning and changing it to suit what has happened throughout the film and where they are now as a family. They are still the family madrigal. They're still a constellation of stars, but they don't need their gifts. They just need to work together and come together to build the foundations of the house again. So I think that's that's really beautiful. I think getting to see the healing happen through that moment, so you get to see Bruno come back, you get to see the moments between all the different siblings, so mm. you get um, Peppa and Julieta getting to hug Bruno again and welcome him back to the family and that they've missed him like that mm-hmm. that part makes me a bit teary yeah. and then of course you get Mirabelle and her two sisters where you've got to break down the barriers that they were maybe having between mm-hmm. them and really actually start to work together not be individual these are my powers this is what I do but look at what we can do as a trio of sisters I think's really beautiful mm-hmm. And, of course, you get, um, as I said, you start to get those musical moments being thread back in. So when I started hearing the Family Magic Girl reworked and then you get Camillo and Antonio bring in We Don't Talk About Bruno, I'm like, oh, we're in for a treat. We're going to get everyone bring in their individual songs, their leitmotifs, things like that, and get to all come together. So I think the ending nails it because we have the scenes earlier of the family photo being taken and Mirabelle being left out. Yeah. to then having the family photo at the end. Mm-hmm. We have the whole journey of Mirabelle not having a door to mm-hmm. then having the door of the whole house. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know you know it's coming mm-hmm. just from the premise of the film where Mirabelle's the outsider, that there would always be that scene where the family does come together and appreciate mm-hmm. her. But I don't think it's overly saccharine. I think it's quite well done that you have mm-hmm. them all singing to her, everyone that she's helped along the way, and that they now support her. So I, I think the ending's well done. I also really like how it's um, Antonio that walks her to the door because she's the one that walked him to... Beautiful bit of symmetry. Yeah, I really like that. And I didn't realize on the first viewing, but when she puts the door in, like, the whole village, like, changes too. It's not just the house, which I thought was really cool. So they are really a part of the family too. Yeah, and and that community coming back together, like, um, lay down your load and we're here to help you. You've helped us for so many years now. Now it's our time to help build the madrigals back up is um yeah beautiful Mm -hmm. now on the ending we see that everyone does get their powers back so to speak and and you mentioned about pepper i love that you get to see that small moment of her enjoying dancing (laughs) in the hail with felix it's beautiful yeah but do you want to see a sequel i don't know like it'd be kind of cool to see like a sequel maybe like with her as the abuela i'd have to jump like way ahead because that's what she's ultimately taking like upon so i think that might be really cool to see her take over the throne but I mean I feel like this is for me anyway one of those movies where if it just stays as is I'd be okay with that but there are a lot of possibilities I think for a good sequel I just I'm always a little iffy on sequels because it can go either way but I think that would be a cool avenue or any of the characters really you could like spin off into as well because I know a lot of people really like Louisa too <laughs> Oh, Louisa, yeah. I see a lot of love for Camillo as well, even though, yeah. like, he's a very minor part of the film, but there's, like, a lot of possibilities for those oh, yeah. uh, powers. I'm very much the same. I feel like yeah. this is quite a nice contained story. Yeah. Um, and I felt similar to Frozen where, like, I didn't need the explanation for Elsa's powers. I know people were clamoring for one, but I just wasn't. I was happy to be yeah. like, that's magic, that's that. She just had them and it didn't. Yeah. So, like, I really hope they don't go more into what gives people powers, like, if yeah. they do come back for a sequel. And the other thing yeah. is that we've had the conflict and drama within the family and I don't mm. want to see them fighting again, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm happy to leave off. Or, as you said, it would have to jump ahead so much that yeah. you would have further generations and how they yeah. interact and maybe how they live up to the legacy of being a Madrigal. That's maybe an avenue 
Yeah, and um, they all have different powers too, which exactly. would be pretty cool, right? Or gifts, I guess they're called. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like that'd be the way to go if they were going to do a sequel, like jump ahead like 20 years or whatever. The only other thing I thought is maybe if you do a TV show, like an animated TV show, could maybe work if you're having smaller segments because then you can like have conflicts that get resolved within the one episode sort of thing. So it's not, not a yeah. full movie. But Disney does like doing their TV shows so that, yeah. Or for a single character, that would totally be the way to go. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we got like Big Hero 6 later on and Tangled <laughs> later on that I think this property is proving too popular at the moment that they to yeah. not do something with. This is true, yeah. Are there any other scenes that you want to touch on? I really like uh, the scene where they introduce Bruno. Um, I almost picked that, like just from like the very beginning where like it reveals them, he looks like kind of villainous and stuff. And then when they're chasing through, and I didn't, again, didn't notice on the first watch when they're passing by, Camilla's comforting Peppa and she accidentally like hits him with a lightning bolt which like wow um, but then what I really like is when they go into his room I thought they do like a good job at doing like comedy but also drama where you find out he's been patching up all the the cracks in the house and they just get like jokes with Jorge and the spackle and stuff like that the telenova with the rats and then it's just really like gut-wrenching to see that he's been right next to the table he has his own little table made and he's been this close to the family the whole time. And it, it, it's really, really sad scene. But, like, I thought they did a good job mixing in the humor as well. Um, yeah, that was yeah. close second for me. I, I 100% agree. That scene yeah. with Bruno, um, you need to be very sensitive and delicate when handling that. Because that's a character that, of course, we, we're seeing throughout the film. Like, we don't talk about Bruno and yeah. he, he's the villain. So then to have the switch. And I love that um, Mirabelle calls him, like, a family weirdo because she's, like, a family yeah. weirdo too. Yeah. Um, sometimes those characters can not be pulled off or executed so well. But I think they find a really good balance of, with Bruno of, of finding the humour and, and the love for his family comes through first and then mm-hmm. the way that him being um, isolated from the family Mm-hmm. has then played upon him and his psyche and his relationship is um, really well done. And, of course, oh, I was the same. When you saw that play, I was like, yeah. oh, good gracious. And he's right. it's right there yeah. at yep. the kitchen. He's yeah. right there so but close, not there. But not, yeah. Oh, it's so sad. You ain't never had a friend like me. So, Brittany, I, I adore the characters in this film. And, mm-hmm. again, with how polarising I've found it to be, um, I've seen people rave a lot about characters but then with with the criticism I've seen is that maybe there's not a lot of character development for individual characters. But I do think there's enough there, and we've talked about it already, that you do get to see characters shine. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're not getting the development for each one, but I think you're getting enough personality mm-hmm. and you get to feel the familial relationship. So it does feel like a real family with a lot of interaction between aunts and cousins and siblings and mm-hmm. things like that. So is there a character that stands out in the film for you? So mine is probably a little controversial um, because she's the lead, but Mirabelle is my favorite character, like hands down. Start off, I mean, I like that she has the glasses. I think she's one of like the first main characters to have them and just makes me um, relate with her more. And I just like, she's always like just trying to do the best for the family, even though she doesn't have the power, she's always trying to put like the family first. And I, I love seeing her communicate with the house. I think that's really cool from the very beginning. You see, like, they're giving her their shoes and stuff. And she's um, one of the, I think she's the only character aside from Obello that, like, really, like, actually communicates with the house, which is really cool, which you find out why after. And then just from the beginning with Antonio, when he's, like, really nervous about his gift thing. And to see her being the one, the reason why everyone's so upset, but she's the one that comforts him, like really shows like who, who she is and that she's a very selfless person, I think. And I just, I just find her very relatable. I think it's a big thing for me. And she's just looking for the good of the family. And like, even when she goes into Bruno's room and there's all these stairs, she's like plows her way up through singing the song and stuff. And then she gets there and there's this big cliff. She's like, screw it. I'm just going <laughs> to swing across this rope, even if it kills me, because the family family needs me to solve this. So I'm going to do it. And then I don't know if, how deep you've gone into this, but like even her skirt has like symbols from every member of the family, which I think is amazing because that, that, that her, her number one goal is her family. And it's got everyone, everyone on there. And I mean, I think, yeah, they show her a lot, but they show her a lot for a reason. Um, and I think, too, for, like, kids and stuff watching it, it's really important to show someone that doesn't have powers, someone who's, like, 
jealous of like kind of not jealous but you know you're around all these amazing people and it shows that it's still okay to be normal and even at the end even though like the house become hers she still doesn't get a gift or anything and she's she's very happy that way at the end and it's a happy ending so i think she's a great character and also a good like role model for kids as well Oh, I absolutely agree. I've got Mirabel yeah. down as my favorite character as well. And my first, my yeah. first question was going to be, what do you think of Mirabel as, as a protagonist? Because sometimes yeah. in the podcast, I do tend to skip over the protagonist. I'm trying to always bring it back because yeah. we, we tend to look for side characters. Who's the comic relief? Who's mm-hmm. like a, got the fun moments? But I think um, Mirabel is such an important protagonist mm-hmm. in Disney canon. Yeah. I love my princess movies, but I really like that we're seeing this shift where we get female protagonists who are focused on sense of self, family, mm-hmm. and community. Yeah. I know it sounds weird, but to me, like it kicks off with even Zootopia and Judy Hopps, mm-hmm. who's very um, trying to uh, trying to discover who she is in mm-hmm. the world. And then we get Moana, Raya, and Mirabelle. I think this is a good track record we're on. It's not mm-hmm. about romance. It's about self-discovery, learning to yeah. believe in yourself, yeah. finding your place in the world, and with strong um, family and community ties. So, and as you said, I, I really like that we are seeing more leads that aren't perfect, but much more relatable. Yeah. We see that when people really loved Anna from Frozen. I saw so mm-hmm. many people really clamor to that character because she was a little bit goofy and she mm-hmm. wasn't perfect like Elsa. And she said really quirky things. And we see that dynamic here again, where Isabella's the perceived yeah. perfect one. And I love that we see Mirabelle with her eye rolls at it all yep. the time. Oh, yeah. yep. <laughs> so I like that we see her journey and how she handles not having a gift because you know mm-hmm. from reading the synopsis of the film or if you've seen the trailer that, that that's, she's the only one that doesn't have a gift. So you, you have that information coming in. So it's about seeing how she handles it and how supportive she is of her other family members, especially Antonio. I yeah. love that scene that you bring up that she's the yeah. one that – didn't get a door and everyone's a bit nervous and worried around her at the start of the film she handles it with a lot of grace and dignity like she really just grins and bears it and doesn't take it to heart too much like that it makes her resent her family ever but just that she she wants her gift and she wants her time to shine she wants to help contribute and that scene where she walks Antonia down she's so brave in that moment that's um some internal bravery that really shines through Mm -hmm. that she's confronting what's happened to her in her situation years before and that she pushes through for Antonio and walks Mm -hmm. him down I I think um gives you that character definition and depth straight away from the beginning that makes you really fall in love with that character yeah well and even um even when she's told she has to like she thinks she has to make up with Isabella to like save that she goes right and does it you know like Bruno's give her a slight slight pep talk but she goes and does it. And then the next thing you know, she like understands Isabella like pretty easily and they become close. Like she, you know, so I think that was also a good moment for us too. I I have done my notes as well. Like she has to learn, she has to learn more about her sisters beyond their gift because even though, as I said, she doesn't resent the family, maybe she's still been using that as a bit of a wall. Like she Mm -hmm. doesn't understand Louisa and Isabella. She sees them as you've got gifts and this is what you bring, and, and I support you, but maybe I don't exactly know you. And yeah. so, as, as I was saying in the ending, it's really nice to see yeah. all that come together. I think Stephanie Beatrice does a great job of voicing her, mm-hmm. makes her feel like a fully realised character, and the amount of love that comes through that voice is really quite astounding. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, are there any other characters you want to touch on them? Oh, I mean, they're all... I think they're all pretty, pretty great. Like all the family members. Um, I, I think I mentioned this already, but I really like how supportive her parents are and how like klutzy her dad is always getting the bees things and stuff. And they don't show Camilla too, Camilla too much, but like when she's going to see, um, to see uh, Dolores. And I remember like the first time I saw him, like, why does she have so many like cakes or whatever it is that she's eating there? And it's him. Uh, and I feel like, that I feel like he'd be one that if you're going to continue with, he'd be a great one because there's so many opportunities with him. And then when he's playing uh, Felix too, but he stays small, I thought that was hilarious too. Louisa, I think, really shows like no matter how grave a power you have, there's still downfall because everyone wants her to do everything. And she, well, as you hear in the song, has all this pressure because of it. And um, I think she is um, a great side character too. Same with Dolores. Dolores, I feel like probably has the worst power honestly like when she said absolutely i'm staying up at night because of an eye twitch in another room 
And then, like, you see her cupping her ears so much. I feel like she's probably the one character, like, when the house get rebuilt, it's like, well, well crap, no. <laughs> so I probably feel for her the most. I mean, she gets Mariano in the end, but still, she's good. Can you imagine living in that house? Like, and she says, like, she hears the rats all night and things yep. like that. So she knew Bruno was there. So, like, it's it's helpful in some respects. But they're sitting yeah. at um, the table one time and she's hearing Mariano from the whole village away. Like, you just wouldn't be able to turn that off. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, which is kind of sad that they like make her tell Isabella like he wants five kids and like what's going on there when you find out after. It's pretty sad. So Yeah, I do like the way they handle that little like you're getting all these little bits of storyline, yeah. but it's not the major storyline. So you're still mm-hmm. getting to see Dolores, especially like um in we don't talk about Bruno, all her sections is um she she's been told the man of her dreams is betrothed to another and then we get to really see all that sort of play out and they have to have the dinner and the proposal and her sit through that and then she gets yeah. the guy in the end I think that, yeah. that's that's really well done and it wasn't like a I like that it wasn't a love triangle either like Isabella just no. felt obligated to do it again yes. for the family <laughs> so yes. it, they could have went a different route and I'm glad I'm glad they didn't I love um Louisa as well as a side mm-hmm. character and that little girls are really clamoring for that character because we get to see this lady with big muscles who's still really feminine, still girly, still true to herself. It's 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 not put on. It feels very authentic, and I like that we're seeing um, her as a as a role model. So. Oh yeah, yeah. One song. I have but one song. So favorite song. I mean, it's Lin Manuel Miranda. So of course, there's got to be great songs. It's maybe yeah. not as well rounded as what I think the Moana soundtrack is, but mm-hmm. the love of culture and making that of the driving force of the soundtrack definitely comes through. Mm-hmm. Brittany, what are some of your favorite songs from the film? So I'm going to go with the obvious one. I have to, cause it's the catchiest one. We don't talk about Bruno is my favorite song. Um, I love even just how it starts with, with Peppa saying it was my wedding day. Felix corrects it. Our wedding day. Wasn't a cloud in the sky. No clouds allowed in the sky. And then she tells him to stop it. And then what's he do? Keep singing the whole time. And then it goes into Peppa. And then she has her moment about talking about, like you said, hearing the rats and stuff. And then it, I think, goes into Camilla next. And then he's shape-shifting into, and they all have, like, different, different, uh, like, melody. I don't know. I'm not super music conscious. But, like, yeah, different melodies and stuff. And then how they weave them all together at the end is, like, incredible i'm a sucker for songs that have multiple people singing different things at once so this is why this hits to me and then to see them like doing the table and stuff together i really like too and then the village people that are singing about bruno and and how they he like ruined their lives basically but they're all this stuff that would happen because of life your fish is a fish it died you got fat because you're older and you're you went bald you know but they're blaming on him and I think it did like a really good job at showing how they're blaming Bruno for for life essentially happening. Um, and I I don't know why, but it, it's for me it's a catchiest song too. I just I, I love that song for sure. I, but there's a couple others that are close seconds. Oh, how how do you not talk about Bruno? You got to talk about we don't talk yeah. about Bruno. Yeah. Um, coming to the film a little bit later. I'd seen a few memes, so I knew that this was like the big song or the big moment of the film. Yeah. And straight away when Pepper starts singing, um, we don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm in it. Yeah. Because my favourite part of um, You're Welcome is when Maui sings, well, come to think of it, because it's that kind of wordplay yeah. and construction that is just a home run with me. I love yeah. that. So when I heard, we don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 and yeah. um, the way they sing that, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the biggest songs of the moment for sure and a huge mm-hmm. Disney hit, but it's a little bit of an, an anomaly because usually the Disney song that gets the radio play afterwards is A Whole New World and it's the mm-hmm. big romantic one, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Yep. Um, and Or it's the Princessy I Want song with Let It Go. So to have this song, which I agree is 100% the catchiest song, it is yep. the best song of the film, yep. but it's... It's a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of character de- um, growth yeah. and like little individual moments. It doesn't, it wouldn't be one I would think translates outside of the film, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's it's not a self-contained song. It's so much story mm-hmm. of the song. 
but I agree. It's all those little individual moments. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the little Isabella moment, that little staccato melody. Yeah. And she's like the only one happy with Bruno. She's like coming down on the vines like, oh, he's great. He said, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really I love funny. that moment. And then you get the reveal too and Dolores from, and that song too, which is a very important plot point as well. Absolutely. Um, and it introduces yeah. um, Mariano's on his way and Isabella, yeah. your boyfriend's here. You get all those like little yeah. bits. Time for dinner. It's yeah. starting to kick off the next scene. Yeah, the, which I realized my favorite scene and my favorite song are like right next to each other. <laughs> but I guess they go hand in hand. So it makes sense to be my favorite. Uh, but here I want to briefly bring up um, the choreography and how important mm. dance is throughout the film because I think that really shines when I'm watching it. I love seeing all the little individual dancing moments and how much um, Latin American flair yeah. was really brought into it so you see the women um kicking up their skirts and mm -hmm. a lot of shoulder movement and it feels very true so you see have you ever seen the behind the scenes um when they choreographed we don't talk about bruno no i i will now a hundred percent you got to check it out yeah. you see um people um portraying the characters and the way that all the, and that's why i think the movements play so well throughout the film because they're taking what they've filmed mm -hmm. and putting it like you know like in the old uh, animation days when they used to take the models and things like that mm -hmm. it's very that so you've you've uh, planned it out already and that makes so much more sense why yeah. the moments feel more naturalistic when you have um Dolores and Mirabelle you know and they're shuffling across the floor because you see the dancers and the choreographers actually do that and it just flows really nicely so um that's something definitely worth checking out oh yeah what is another song from the film that really stands out to you? I really like the opening song, uh, Family Madrigal. I think it really does a good job at introducing all the characters. And like you said, actually, with, with the, the dancing stuff, it, show, it really shows off Mirabelle in her dress in the very beginning. And I really like, or she's like dancing and all that. And I really like the whole song. The kids are trying to find out her gift. And she just keeps stubborn. Like, well, what about this person, this person, this person. And... Um, Again, just like super, super catchy. Uh, I think it introduces all the characters really well, shows their powers and stuff, and like kind of puts everyone in their place. You know who everyone is. And it was one actually when I first watched it, I didn't really, I liked it, but like didn't love it. But it's one every time I watch it now, it it's gained up and up and up there. And it's probably my second favorite song now, honestly. Oh, I, I concur. This is one that on the rewatch, especially um, coming to know the characters already, when you yeah. see that again for the first time, you're like, oh, wow, they've really like laid, they were really good at laying the groundwork yeah. in that song. Because yeah. when I first watched it, I was a little nervous because I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be like exposition the song. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're, <Yep. laughs> or we're just going to get like the big roll call and it's not going to work. But I think it does because mm -hmm. as well you're getting to learn Mirabelle, not just yeah. the family, but you're getting to learn um, like the way she pronounces things, like mm -hmm. when she says it's time for a grandkid round, I yeah. can see like how <laughs> exuberant she is yeah. and how passionate about her family she is while describing it all. So I, I think they, they they strike the balance really well. I watched the um, the behind the scenes of, of making the music and Lin-Manuel Miranda was saying how he wrote some of the lines sort of like trumpet. So when... Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. with how uh, the beat goes. And you get that um, community where they're playing the music. I love that. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, um, the we don't talk about Bruno moment, like you yeah. get that, right that standard musical. Yeah. So straight from the beginning, yeah. you get those musical moments of um, speaking straight to camera and, and the, the, the chorus, so to speak. Yeah. And the village so, people yeah. are, like, trying to help her hide that she doesn't have a gift, which I thought was really cute. And then at the end, of course, it's Dolores. It's the one that's like, ah, oh, she doesn't have a gift. <laughs> which, again, it's like <laughs> she's the one that's filled with a Bruno. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. And even then you get sort of like the sternness of Abuela coming through, like, Mirabelle, what are you doing? Like, it comes through there. Yeah, I've been saving Abuela for later, but she's got some we of the best looks. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I, I do like that one as well. That's one that, and mm -hmm. that chorus gets stuck in my head as well, really badly. If it's not, we don't talk about Bruno. It's, it's yep. just that, that little Same melody. Too. Same too for me too. <laughs> Um, I'll bring up briefly then um, surface pressure because mm -hmm. yeah. watching it the first time, that's the uh, we get that before we don't talk about Bruno. I'm like, wow, this is really unexpected. Like, mm -hmm. I, I didn't expect to have a song about Louisa, and it's got um, such a good beat and mm -hmm. hook to it. 
And I love that you're seeing this strong character, as, as you alluded to before, be really nervous underneath and, like, the pressures that it must be to um, be that role within the family. I love that straight away from the get, you get the line, um, and I glow because I know what my worth is. Yeah. I think that's lines really important to hear and put in songs and have kids that will end up singing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot online about how many people relate to Louisa being an older yeah. sibling or taking on a lot of familial responsibility. So to see um, that being portrayed, I think people found really cathartic, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, and the little the little hook in the beat, the drip, 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 yeah. like, oh, it's just, it's really... And- and you can't forget about the donkeys and the, <laughs> some dancing and like when she's fighting service they're like in the stadium they're always with her, her donkeys are like her people <laughs> it's the song that reminded me the most of your welcome because you get that sort of more fantasy yeah. moment that that we got to have with yeah. maui and those really good hooks and, and catches as well so and you get the, the 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 little fantasy moments yeah i really like yeah when she's riding through the clouds like pink clouds yeah (laughs) but you get to see as well how much the pressure of the house and the family and you see the door like it's more I noticed on the Mm rewatches when I'm really looking for that symbolism in it there like that that song's packed with it oh yeah definitely um I like the bit of the melody that's um give it to your sister your sister's stronger see if she can hang on a little longer those are the bits that get stuck made I I like the drip 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 part but those are the ones that like make you want to sing aloud I think so. Yeah, yeah, and then at the end too, like I just always think of the animation when she's like rotating the house, and she's literally got the way of the house on her feet. Actually, she's like rotating. Like I thought that was pretty cool too. Absolutely. Um, are there any other songs you want to touch on briefly? Um, I do like what else can I do? Um, mainly in the movie. Like I think it works really. I don't listen to it as much on its own, but I really like all the colors and stuff and like Isabella finding out all these extra powers you can do. And I just think it's a really nice song for Isabella and um and Mirabelle. And I like her doing the, the bring it in, bring it in part. I think that's really catchy. And like the whole time she's like, all right, let's hug, we gotta hug. And then she's like, no, I want to keep showing all my powers. I think it's probably like the most fun song and it goes really well with the animation. I think they really show all like the colors and stuff and like what what she can do. Yeah, the, the vibrancy and someone that yeah. I, I love flowers, so I just love seeing yeah. all that. Um, and, yeah, as you said, it's um, the interjections of Mirabelle as well, um, mm-hmm. changing minds, and then Mirabelle says, you've changed mind, you know. Yeah. So you get a bit more depth there. So when they yeah. come to hug at the end, it feels it feels more earned. Yeah. It's not straight away from the jump that, oh, they've hugged and they've made up. You need that yeah. song for Mirabelle to really, like, come to see Isabella see. and Isabella yeah. to then drop her guard and not feel so perfect and embrace Mirabelle as well. You've yeah. been a bad influence. Like, yeah. it's, it's very cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of Waiting on a Miracle? I like I like it. Um, I don't have, like, a whole lot to say about it, except it's really sad that she's, like, not in the – and it's really, that she's not in the picture, and it's just, like, your standard, like, Disney, I want more type thing. It's probably one of my lesser favorites. But I do li- – I still listen to it, though, too. Um, yeah, I I don't have too much to say on that one. Yeah. I'm very much on the same wavelength. Yeah. It, it is a little generic. I remember watching it the yeah. first time. I'm like, oh, that's a bit of a shame coming from like yeah. Let It Go and How Far I'll Go that we didn't get a big yeah. song. But I I think it's a bit basic at the beginning, but yeah. I love when she's on the rooftop mm. and it's the I'm ready, come on, I'm ready. Yeah. I've been patient and steadfast and steady yeah. and she really belts it out and lets it go and the fireworks are happening. I think that's yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's great but the lead up to it. Yeah, that's Not so much. And I guess yeah. you're laying that groundwork that she's yeah. really seeing the family for their gifts, Yeah, as, as we sort of talked about, because that's all she's personifying. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I do like that, that rooftop scene, but mm-hmm. until then it's a bit, a bit far. Yeah. Dos Arigitas, I want to hit on more towards in another section, because I think it's really important to weave that together with Abuela. So. Listen well, all of you. What is your favorite quote of the film? So you actually, one of them you already said, which is sometimes family weirdos get a bad rap because, like you said, she's also the kind of the family weirdo, but also shows that she's like right away willing to like understand, and she's like with Bruno. I really like that line. And then the other one I like I have here is, "You don't have to worry about me because I have an amazing family." I, I like that. Um. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's like the the ethos yeah. of the film. Like yeah, that, that exactly. really sums it up. 
yeah. yeah that's beautiful it's really funny you said mine as well <laughs> I, <No>. usually, <laughs> I usually try not to pick lyrics from a song yeah. but I walk away from this film and my absolute favorite line is it was my wedding day it was our wedding day <laughs> yeah oh yeah because I've used that like in real life I've had that same situation where we're like oh yeah at my house and Alan would be like, at, in our house. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's very, everyone has those couple moments of, it, it just feels very authentic to a, a real life relationship. So I like that that got snuck in the song because I think it's yeah. very, can be very emblematic of relationships. Yeah. Well, and then they they flip it too. When, when she says there's no clouds, he's like, no clouds allowed in the sky. Like he's like, because that will mean doubt which he doesn't want on the wedding day so yeah absolutely so uh yeah the felix and pepper relationship i really like yeah. throughout the film and, and it's it's all wrapped up in that quote mm-hmm. <laughs> uh any other quotes you've got that you like i only have those two um i know there's like a lot of good ones for me it's like the jorge and the spackle and stuff like that um, <laughs> that's really funny um no i just have those two at the me too. I have I have fewer quotes for this film because yeah. I feel like it's more about the scenes and as we were saying, there's a lot of um, show don't tell in the film, which which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. This is your badness level. So let's talk about Abuela. Um, Abuela's not the villain. We all know that intergenerational trauma, pain, loss is the driving force of the film. Yeah. But I'll talk about her in this section. I think it's a good place to touch on because she tends to it the conflict of the film comes comes from her and Mirabelle's relationship. So I yeah. think um the film actually handles the character of Abuela with a delicate touch. I think it's quite balanced. What do you think about Abuela? I sometimes honestly do get a little frustrated with Abuela. I think sometimes she's a little too hard on Mirabelle, especially when you see the scene where the, the parents are like flat out saying to her, um, you're being too hard on her. But then you'll we'll get into that after in a minute, but you'll see after why why she is that way. And then the first thing you see, which is really sad, when uh, Mirabelle is going to have like her gift ceremony, the first thing she says to her is "Make your family proud," which puts a lot of pressure on. And then you see throughout the film, all the characters are doing everything for the family, and she's the one that instills it. And I'm very I'm very torn on this character, honestly. Like I get where she's coming from. I'm also frustrated at the same time. Um, and even like when she's like helping to get the party ready for Antonio and she's like catch on fire. She's like, maybe it's best if you just like don't help and go away. Like it's played for humor, but like you really feel for Mirabelle because she's trying like everything to like, you know, make it the best it could be. But then on the flip side, you understand and we'll get to that in a minute with Dorso Orguitas, why she is the way she is. So I feel like she's probably the most like um, complex character, I think. I would say, and probably like the most mixed feelings people would have probably would be her. Yeah. 100% on the same wavelength yeah. as, as I'm watching the film, like you're sitting there and you're really feeling for Mirabelle, but mm-hmm. they really do give you, um, you, they make you be able to understand her perspective and her mm-hmm. motivations yeah. straight from when the cracks start forming and we see her praying to her late husband, Pedro, because yeah. he sacrificed himself for his wife and children. Thus, his, his sacrifice turned into the Encanto. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time now, Abuela has managed and protected that, mm-hmm. possibly just losing sight of the individual members of the family as, as the time's yeah. going on. I really like the way they handle Abuela's speech. You've touched on it where um, it's, it's protecting the family and it's what's, what's for the family. It's very um, mm-hmm. Mother Gothel Entangled is what I got from that, where Mother Gothel's always speaking or paying attention to the hair, we, mm-hmm. we get that with Abuela and the Encanto. Even from her first line in The Family Madrigal is, um, we swear to always help those around us and earn the miracle that somehow found us. Yeah. Um, each new generation must keep the miracle burning. And that just tells us everything we need to know about the character right there. Um, she's a strong, slightly overbearing, yet loving matriarchal figure that's just been so affected by pain and loss that the encanto has become what's most important. So I, I think she, you're right. She's by far the most complex character of the film and you need to have that push and pull with her, you yeah. know, as the audience. And I like, like even at the end when they're looking at the house and Abuela goes, it isn't perfect. And then Mirabelle's like, well, neither are we. And like, you can kind of see her be like, right. That's not about being perfect. It's we're together. And it's just, it's, 
really sad and beautiful how like she's trying everything to do the best for their family and she's kind of ripping the family apart at the same time and yeah and you kind of had to have that destruction to make it work and then the scene when she reunites with Bruno is it gives me tears when it happens because you can tell she really feels for what she did and yeah it's very yeah the part yeah. where um in at the end when she comes back to see the family she says um I've I've held on too tight yeah because that's the part that gets me as well like because oh, yeah. she's held on too tight to the encounter and, and has lost Bruno along the way and as we said yeah. when they all get to reunite so um yeah and I guess you're seeing throughout the film how much she's trying to keep it all together and keep the legacy so she's having Isabella marry Mariano and yes you're not hearing Isabella say anything but in the same part she's not able to she's not able to voice any feelings Isabella wants to be perfect and just everyone wants to make a boiler and the family proud and so so many times um she uses um the phrase like this will be so good for the Encanto you you hear that time and time again so you do get to see um what her main priority and focus Mm -hmm. is on and and Isabella having children and what's always going to be that each generation as as she's saying in the beginning you get that section of her and Mirabel having the confrontation and the house breaking and that that's really hard to watch if you've ever had um any any family moments I'm trying to be very delicate but I think a lot of people can relate to moments Mm -hmm. like that yeah. that maybe that they've, they've had some sort of family conflict like that. So then it's really important to have that scene by the river. Mm-hmm. And now here we can, we can speak about about the song because yeah. I've watched this film three times now and I still have tears running down my face when I see this scene. The, the song is yeah. absolutely stunning. Sebastian mm-hmm. Yatra has a beautiful voice. What do you think of this moment? Yeah, I think it's definitely, like you said, it's, it's one of the more emotional moments and it really, really shows you like why Abuela is the way she is. And it's just so sad to see like them with the newborns, like they just started their life out together and then to have him be taken away. And then it just, it really makes you understand why she's so focused on saving this miracle. And I found the song goes really, really well with it too. Um, yeah. I love the um, the symbolism you're getting from it where it's speaking about like your, your two caterpillars yeah. and then how that works into the symbolism of um, the butterflies throughout mm-hmm. the film because yeah. we get to see the butterflies on Mirabelle's clothing throughout and then yes. that's what you see when Bruno's seeing the vision and it's what's on the Encanto candle. Yeah. So seeing that the that relationship between the two of them has and Pedro's sacrifices what birthed I think it's in the song it says it's about being a chrysalis and about growing and developing and, and turning into that. I think really beautiful, trying to make the most out of tragedy, but how that can still really, really affect people. Yeah. Like it's hard to heal from that. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like how at the end she realizes, like the whole time she thinks Mirabelle's the problem, but she's actually, she's she's like, the, the the house the family she's going to be the one carrying on the torch for her and she realized to see her realize that at the end is really really nice um so yeah oh absolutely and it's hard because you've got um this matriarchal figure this figure in power that's supposed to always really love and protect you that's what you're told like your your grandparents meant to be yeah. and some of the things she says are just quite nasty and quite cutting throughout the film. So I, I agree. I, I, she's a conflicting character. She gives you those mixed emotions. It doesn't make up for everything, but you understand it. So I yeah. think this is a great, great character for the film. Yeah. Do you think the um, the healing and her realising is is earned? Because my mum brought up the point the other day. She said, I think it flipped too quickly. Yeah, I'm kind of like I'm a little bit still on that side too, um, just because mm-hmm. of all the stuff she did. And then like this one scene, it's all better. And then, like I said, she does point out the house isn't perfect. And yeah, she does listen to Mirabelle, but that mindset's still kind of there. So I think there, there's still some time that she needs, you know, for her to, and you got to see too, if she's going to keep that going, which obviously, well, I'd like to think she would, but um, <laughs> so I don't think it's like hundred percent earned for me personally. Um, but I do much prefer her like at the end and I understand her more. And I also forgot to say, she has, like, some of the best, like, 
like looks like glares the whole movie and i like that that just like uh, i can't do it and on a podcast but just like the glare she gives like what are you doing and stuff like that at the table it's just so funny and i do like that they gave her humor because she could have just been like a total like villain but this really helps you know make you um make make you like her a little bit more yeah practically perfect in every way um Brittany, are there any final thoughts is there anything we haven't touched on that you'd like to bring up for the film for me, um, what really strikes me about the film is just that use of colour. Mm-hmm. It makes it bright and vibrant and, and warm. So the, the the culture and the dancing and music and I really like that scene where it's going to be Antonio's ceremony and you get the perspective of the town coming into this house and you being welcomed into this, this warm home. I, I think that I like that. So I think that's what's always going to keep me coming back to this film. I find it a very easy watch. I mean, some of the themes hit quite heavy, but I can see myself like being sick with a cold one day and being like, I just want to watch Encanto. I just want something yeah. nice and warm and enjoyable to watch. And I think that the colours and the design, the clothing design, as, as we've touched on, I, it really blows my mind that you see the threads of everything, especially in like Mirabelle's clothing with the butterfly on the shoulder. Like sometimes that will just catch my eye and I can't stop staring at it. I'm like, I can't believe this is what like animation has come to now that that looks like I could touch it in a sense. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. For me too, the colors are big thing and I didn't talk about it, but Antonio's room when they show that I think is really, really cool. And I appreciate that they go back to that when he's going to read the the vision with Bruno. Um, I also like Antonio because he doesn't know about Bruno is like all for Bruno at the very beginning too. I think that's really cute. Um, and I do like, it is a really good feel good movie, but it does have like that sad moment in there too. But if you do want to cheer up movie, it'll, it'll do that for you. And then all, most of the songs are, are bangers. So that doesn't, that helps too. Um, but I just feel like it really does a good job with all the humor and the dramatic moments. And for me personally, it's probably my favorite Disney film since Moana came out. Um, I really love it. And every every re- rewatch, I love it more and more. And there's these little things here and there that you'll notice on it. It, it rewards you for watching it more and more. You can see the care that got put into this movie. So no, it's definitely one of the new new favorites for me. I, I love that um, the 50th movie's Tangled and we had like the new CG revolutions sort of come off. And then we've had a really good string of films throughout the 2010s. And this, I, I didn't love Rare as much, but this being the 60th film mm-hmm. as like a bit of a, a touchstone, I, I really love that you have no overt villain, that it's more mm-hmm. of a family drama. I think this is yeah. one, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad it's become such a big hit and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping it sticks around for a while. So yeah, uh, for a final rating, what would you give it out of 10? I give it a nine probably. Yeah. Um, like I said, I really love it. I'm I don't usually give films 10 anyway, maybe one day down the road, I'll bump it up. Um, But when I first watched it, it was like seven and a half or eight. And then on rewatch, bumped it up to a nine. I had the same uh, first rewatch would be about seven and a half, eight-ish. And then, yeah, it's just slowly creeping up because I think like what more would I want out of the film? And I really can't say much. So when, when I put it in that, in that perspective or that point of view, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's gotta be. Yeah. And the rewatchability too, for me, like I've seen, I think four times now I'd watch it again tomorrow if someone wanted to, you know? So (laughs) I think that plays a big factor too. And this, the, the family thing everyone can relate to, like, and there's so many characters. I just think it's a great film for, for everyone really. Yeah. Oh, Brittany, I've had such an amazing time talking with you today. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And when you come to the end, (laughs) stop. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Disney. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Doing Disney Podcast and Twitter at Doing Disney Pod. See you next time.